welcome to the Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea Thieves news to cover today. So tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week is the Gold Hoarder episode for the end of the month for February in 2022. And we're going to be diving into the latest Shrouded Islands adventure. This is a spoiler episode. So if you haven't done it yet, you've got till March the 3rd to be able to do this adventure. Remember, March 3rd, the episode is coming out on the last day of the month. So make sure you are getting in there and you're getting this done before the next adventure comes on the beginning of season six, which I believe is March 10th. So uh, this episode is going to be all with the gold hoarders. They're the ones that are supporting me. They're the ones that had that went over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast, just like you can to support the content that you're listening to right now. And I want to shout them out for doing so. So thank you to Elcute, Captain Hasco, Chateau Neuf, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Captain Vane, Trickster, Jeremy. And by the way, Jeremy, if you're listening to this right now and you want a better name, you tell me what that name is through Patreon and I'll make sure to get it in there. Just like Captain Vane did last uh, a couple weeks ago. I think it was a couple weeks ago. Jabaro 5, Kazia the Rogue, Captain Flameheart, Lumpy SRQ, Arian Darth, who sent me a voice message to make sure that I try and get that right. So hopefully I'm doing it right now. Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Munchie, Registella, Rust Belt Kid, who I was given a little haze the other day and I love it. Uh, Savage Hamster, Norwegian, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Uriel Canes, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Music Me, The Lore Chronologist, Dead Eye Dre, Fergatron, Murphy Lives, Neon, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Doo, Skinny Matt, Straw Hat Connor, Thor Von Blitz, Void, Windsor Chris, and Zam. Wow. Thank you all so much for your support. It means the world to me that you do so. And it helps with a lot of stuff that I'm working on. So I really appreciate that. Um, I'm going to be looking to uh, see how things go. If maybe we can upgrade some bots in the Discord, make things a little bit easier for folks as we continue to work on the uh, Sherpa program and stuff. So thank you all so much for the love i appreciate it and with that let's get into the episode with the gold hoarders talking about shrouded islands this is again the february month episode with the gold hoarders this is the community episode that we're going to be recording we're going to walk through uh who's all here with us uh we've got some new faces um we've got some old faces we've got some uh well i wouldn't say old i'd say regular faces uh, that we come and then uh, of course we're going to be talking about Sea of Thieves this week I have no clue what you guys wanted to, to talk about but I figured there's a lot to kind of discuss with regards to the adventure with regards to uh, uh, Bell the characters like what you guys thought of that so um, we just recently got off the uh, last week's episode which was with John McMurtry which was really awesome had a good time chatting with him uh, really wish that that I had more time to to just kind of spend with him in general because he's just a, a straight up nice guy. Um, so I figured I would leave it to you guys. But uh, before we do that, let's go down the list of who's here and uh, kind of introduce yourself so folks can get used to the names with the voices. Um, so starting off from the top of the list, working my way down, we're going to go with El Jefe Esteban, a regular. Welcome. How are you, sir? I am doing well. Glad to be here. Awesome. Sounds like you're in the car again. Are you running around? Uh, I am. I was, I was out 
grocery shopping and completely forgot. So I am racing home to get on the computer so that I can be <laughs> in my normal quiet spot. So I'll, I will get there in just a few. No worries, no worries. Uh, and, and actually, before I continue with that, I'm I'm going to bring this up on the the episode here so that if anyone that's listening to this but doesn't make it to the uh, the Discord to talk or doesn't see any notifications on the Patreon, uh, I'm on a new sleep schedule because of work. And uh, there's a good chance that because of that, I might be changing our time uh, for recording. It may be shifting to a much earlier schedule to try and make it a little bit easier for people in the UK to to get there. And uh, I'm going to do some digging and see like if there's a time at night uh, that that Regis would still be able to uh, join us. So um, we're going to be I'm going to be tossing out that idea on the Gold Hoarder Discord channel um, to see what you guys think and probably posting a link in the actual Patreon too. So just to kind of give you guys a heads up. So that way you don't have to worry about somewhere in the middle of your day or the middle of your afternoon or evening uh, or right at the beginning of the morning to to see about when we're going to be recording for this kind of stuff so uh, we'll kind of see how things go and uh, go from there and stuff so um, other than that let's move down the list and stuff Uh, I don't know if she'll be able to say anything because she's in the middle of teaching herself some new tricks Uh, but Kylie is joining us first time Kylie are you there I am hello hey now if you you've been with me for destination indie for quite a while now uh, but this is the first time that you've actually taken a chance on the gold hoarders and actually joined up. Are you are you looking forward to jumping into some Sea of Thieves discussion for once? Yes, I am. I'm actually quite excited. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to have you in. I'm glad that we'll get a chance to actually chat about this. Um, next in line is Mina Ferry. How are you doing, ma'am? Um, not too bad. Getting over the coconut fever. Yeah, I was wondering about that, actually. Things feeling better for the most part, or are you still um, laying in bed? I've had... No, I slept most of Wednesday and half of Thursday, but um, I've just taken some painkillers because I've got a sore head. But other than that, mm-hmm. I'm feeling I'm feeling a bit better. Yeah, that's good. I was I've, you've been having to deal with that for way longer than I than I was hoping it would take. I was hoping it'd be like maybe a couple of days, and that was a no, nope, all week. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my fault, but I feel I feel bad that you had to deal with it in the first place. So moving into our next uh, member, Mutinous Max is joining us again. Welcome, Max. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. How awesome. You? I'm good. Good. I'm glad to have you here. Uh, moving into the next one, Regis Stella is joining us once again from Down Under. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. How's your Sunday morning? Uh, it's uh, good. I currently got the sun bright, shining bright in my eye, but oh, oh Nord. Oh, close the blinds. Live in the darkness. It's the best way. No, I'm good. I'll wait to uh, to wait till the next recording of this when you change the times again. Okay, we'll we'll figure Inevitably, something out. Inevitably, yeah, yeah, we'll work. Yeah, it we'll out. figure something out. Uh, next in yeah. line is uh, Big Bad Pad, who joined us last week uh, via text. Uh, hopefully, things are going better this week, Pad. I hope so. Yay! Uh, my headset is actually paired up with my phone this time. <laughs> I gave I gave up I gave up using the Xbox Quarrel. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a, a little news about the Xbox uh, having Twitch integrated uh, from there, oh, so yeah. maybe maybe in the future they could actually integrate Discord, and we wouldn't have to worry about it. His fingers crossed. Right. Uh, Xbox Mike Twenty Nine, of course, is at the bottom of the list due to the choice in name, but not the least by any means. Uh, Xbox Mike, how you doing? I'm good, man. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, glad to have you. How you been? Good. Yeah, yeah. Been a, another crazy week at work, but looking forward to sitting down, relaxing for the weekend now. So yeah. 
all good awesome glad to have it you guys have been having fun uh before we get into kind of this week i, I just want to uh, know has anyone because i want to talk about it i definitely want to talk about it but has everyone gotten an opportunity to uh do the adventure has anyone not been able to do it yet i've done it so i've done it and completed all the objectives and uh it's short but uh kind of like the tall tales you need an introduction to to the first adventure or the adventures to come okay all right so as long as everyone's done it then i wanted to, to jump into it um i didn't get a chance to talk about it last week because we had the interview with john mcmurtry and while we did kind of briefly discuss a little bit i figured this would be a good opportunity to kind of announce that this is going to be a, a spoiler episode for for the most part so especially given that the march 3rd date is the end of it you've you've had a week hopefully You've had a week to be able to jump into it. There's a little less than a week left in the actual uh, adventure. And then we'll have, I believe, a week's time off before the, the next adventure comes out. Anyone anyone know the date for sure? I remember seeing it was like three weeks out from when the first one kicked off, uh, which, if I recall, should be around the 10th. Yeah, I believe it's going to kick off on the 10th when season six kicks off. Yeah, yeah. So March 6th, or excuse me, March 10th, uh season six is kicking off we should have an mystery coming with that from what i've been told um and then we're going to be getting the next step in adventures as far as the second week goes uh just kind of broadly overall um anyone have any any major thoughts as far as like the first introduction to bell we've had uh we've had golden sands outpost kind of layered in fog for a while and we've had the the other islands around the world kind of in this this green mist but uh i'd like to get some thoughts uh off the bat um who enjoys uh bell as a new character to kind of interact with um hefe you got any any thoughts uh yeah so far i really like uh i like her kind of her her attitude her demeanor um i think she's in she's a definitely a good addition to uh to things and uh just the different ways that you can interact with her is you know slightly different uh so overall i think it's good i'm uh, i'm pleased so far awesome kylie you've been you've been sailing a little bit maybe have you gotten a chance to do the adventure yet i did um i i like bell's design but when i was playing it with my group of people that i sail with on monday nights unfortunately it seems either she was broken or she only triggers for the person who speaks with her so i didn't actually get to hear her voice i could just see that she was like you know talking mm -hmm. um, but only one person in our crew could actually hear what she was saying Oh, weird. That seems like that might have been a bug because I remember, did anyone else have that trouble? Because I remember when I went through it, uh, I was able to hear it when I was playing with someone else and it didn't, it didn't, I didn't run into that problem. Yeah, I, I took the, uh, some of the mid, midweek uh, mix up crew through it and nobody mentioned that. So that's news to me. Mm. Yeah, I don't think we had any problems with ours either. Interesting. Yeah. Sounds like it might have just bugged. Yeah, you know, in that instance, because it it should have been playing for everyone in that case. Unless you weren't next to her, then you had to be next to her. But for us, but I think we all heard her. We did have two crews, so I don't know if that was also affecting it. Like if maybe one of the other crew members um, in our alliance started it, and maybe we couldn't hear it because they started it. But it was it was kind of disappointing. Like I, I really wanted to hear her yeah. voice and kind of hear because. They were saying it's fully voiced, and I didn't get to experience that, which is a bummer. Okay, maybe it was the other crew then. 
Well, the nice thing is, is that it really doesn't take a whole lot of time. Um, I think there's some videos online as well, too, uh, to to kind of see like what she actually said as far as the voice acting goes. I know you can talk to her and she'll she'll kind of give you the, the main information. Uh, anyone else have any kind of uh, thoughts about Belle? This is the first new character. Any any theories on uh, who she might be uh, working with or is she just working as her own independent agent she seems to be a friend of the pirate lord but we don't really know the history there so it seems like she wants to stop uh whatever's going on with the reaper's bones from happening uh but other than that anyone have any any thoughts on bell any any hopes or dreams i would like to have her hat <laughs> she does have a nice hat <laughs> she does her whole outfit's really awesome actually i just i would yeah. love to have stuff like that for uh our pirates and stuff but i don't know that we'll be able to uh we'll be able to get that well, I mean, we've already got the uh, the the revenant eyes curse, so you never know. We are we are close to that. If we can get some nice uh, waistcoats and stuff, I think it'd be. I, I would like it. Um, did anyone have any trouble doing this? As far as like uh, uh, making sure that they um, kind of knew where to go, because I know when I kicked it off, uh, I went to Golden Sands Outpost, and uh, one of the people that I was with when I was doing it, they actually had trouble. Um, finding the compass like we were wandering around uh the the uh, golden sands outpost for a while anyone have any trouble finding the compass when they first got to uh gso i when i well if everybody remembered from the preview event that brad did they showed the compass near the campfire near the buildings near the little group of buildings they did the stupid thing of uh or I guess in this case clever thing of uh, changing it from the campsite there to the tavern so th there's a little hint for you in case you're looking for it uh apart from players you know being you know well the, we'll, we'll take being... we'll take into account that not everyone's going to be watching all the videos too yeah true true and, uh, and apart from players just you know being pirates of the cfes didn't have any issues okay yeah that was one well, of the i did have an issue oh, okay what's up yeah like i was playing today with a friend and we got to the last part of the uh, adventure, like turning it in, mm -hmm. and it just triggered the first dialogue of Bell again. So we had to do the whole voyage over. Oh, interesting. Did you guys encountered that, or is it just me? I know when uh, when I went and actually did the first time with it, uh, the problem that I ran into is, is I never got credit after I turned in uh, the items. Like I got the, uh, what's the last item? The the relic uh and the what was it the skull the hexing skull i think is what it's called uh i turned the those hexing in skull and the tablet and the ruined tablet yeah so i sorry about that no no you're good uh i i turned those in but um when i did that it gave me credit for turning it in but i never got any end dialogue until i did it a second time uh so i just ended up having to redo it a second time and then it gave me the uh the compass as well as the um uh what's it called uh title i think maybe it's a case of the misclick like you may be hitting like continue adventure when you're supposed to hit complete adventure instead so yeah, had, there's, definitely some, there's definitely some wording problems on that in the fact that it does say, like you say, continue or complete. And it's like, well, surely it should be redo or complete <laughs> because that way you then will know which one you're supposed to be clicking. Because I think we did that the first time that we clicked on continue and it's like, really? But if you go away, let her finish her dialogue and come back, you can then click on the complete and finish it. Mm. Yeah, that happened, okay. that happened to us as well. We uh, got to, I guess... I guess we call it chapter three. And when we should have hit complete, we hit continue thinking that there was 
more to do maybe uh and said that we ended up having to go we ended up having to go back and did like the second part of it Ugh. again uh, so yeah the, the the wording on that was a little unclear or possibly confusing uh but now yeah. that we know what to, we know what to look for you know it won't be a big deal okay so realistically like there there's a good chance that they probably could have put in there like repeat or at least a word that is not like <laughs> the same first letter as a because uh, as gamers it seems like we're always trained to just click through things how how often do we really take the time to go through and read everything and process it at least i i don't i definitely go through and just click a bunch of stuff thank you war warcraft for teaching me that um so I was kind of wondering uh, if we can get into a little bit of the spoilers. Um, with this adventure, we got to go to Shipwreck Bay and we had the opportunity to uh, fight a bunch of ghostly reaper memories. Now, the, these are things that have happened in the past, but not, not something that happened uh, prior to us getting to the Sea of Thieves. This was something that has happened at some point between the time where... Uh, the mass stranger stopped being the person to turn in at Reaper's hideout and the servant of flame uh, basically took over for Reaper's hideout. So with a lot of these different uh, fights, we had to go through and light a bunch of different beacons using the flame uh, that Bell gives us at the beginning of the adventure. And it was kind of interesting. I don't know. Did anyone have any feelings about uh, fighting these, the different uh, Reaper memories and, all of the uh, Reaper's chests and stuff, and then moving them around, knowing that the Reaper's chests themselves all contain uh, skeletons inside of them. Any Anyone have any weird thoughts or, or uh, feelings on what, what it was like going through that? The only thing I'll say is that I, there, well, there didn't or wasn't any order you had to light them in. And so you you saw them burying something and then you saw them carrying it later on. It's like, well, surely there should have been an order to do the lighting. So you got the story of them arriving on the island and then doing whatever they did in the order they did it. That's actually a really good That's, idea. That was, my, that was my, that was my only bugbear with it really. in the fact that, it, that there is a story there, but it was so disjointed because there was no order to light them in. It was just, you had to light all eight of them. I would agree with that. Yeah, me too. Do you think they yep. could do something as simple as um, having them lit in a certain order? Because I, I uh, we'll take other games for an example. Whenever you have like one of these things where you have like a sequence that you have to light them in order, uh, if you light them in or if you activate them in in the wrong order, uh, they all uh, reset. Now, if you do, you guys think that they could do something where um you had to find out like the right pattern to be able to to get the story in the right pattern you had to kind of go around and, and light the different lanterns uh in the correct order or is that is that like a little too a little too complex for what this should have been and they should just keep it like having little indicators on which one's the first one second one third one kind of that because there are eight beacons with, with eight of them i think it's a bit too much um but they could they they have when you first arrived i think there was one stood on the beach pointing if you had your lantern out and so they could have used that as the indicator to right go and light that one first but nothing else will light up until you've lit that one and then you'll see the next person pointing to the next one so that you got the story in the order Okay. Yeah, you guys all, all kind of jumped on with the same idea about being too much. Uh, Hefe, what did you want to say? I, I like the idea that Patty had, like like the, the guys that are pointing, like they only show up, you know, 
once you like the first one, then the next guy shows up instead of them just all being everywhere across the island or have some kind of symbol above the platforms where the beacons are. Um, and then maybe like in Bell's you know, the note that she gave you or in the book or whatever, there could have been, you know, just a list of symbols and, you know, that corresponded to the order or something, you know, something like that. Uh, but, I mean, you, you kind of, I mean, I don't know, you can kind of figure out what happened uh, story-wise, but it definitely was, was kind of wonky uh, our first time through of like trying to figure out, you know, was it, was it one continuous story or was it just different random memories or what? But, um, but yeah, so I think going forward, if they do something like that, I think that they ought to think about some way to kind of give a logical order to the revelation of the things. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. Uh, Kylie, you had some thoughts on this? Um, so we, we did it, it in an alliance and I think it really kind of screwed up the event for us, honestly. Um, when we went to go do the beacons on the island, we had to do each beacon twice. And when we did the final beacon um, for for the, the greater battle, um, which takes a little bit, we had to do that twice. And so I think it maybe didn't have, wasn't quite as fun slash didn't have the impact that it could have had because we were going, okay, who's lit this one? Do we need to go over here? And, and I agree. I think that maybe having like a guided set of beacons in a certain order would have better told the story versus trying to like herd cats. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the interesting things that you bring up is, is that this doesn't seem like something that was catered to multiple crews doing it at the same time, whether they be friendly or not. Uh, to kind of talk to what do you guys think about the idea of, of them adding the ability to have multiple crews get credit for it? Uh, do you think that that is, is, you know, condemning to the experience? Do you think that that like having eight people, we'll, we'll take eight people as an example on one island and they all light the uh, beacons at the same time. Uh, I would, I would love to kind of know like what the heck happens when that happens. But I guess to the question for you guys, uh, do you think that they need to make these adventures doable in Alliance or should this be more of a single crew experience? I think it should be more single crew experience because, uh, that'll just break the whole immersion, if you will, the, uh, you and your crew doing this to, you know, save the sea of thieves, if you will, or inevitably destroy it, I guess. But, you know, it's in the hands of the community, I guess. Oh, sorry. I think it would be a cool idea, but I don't think it's possible because you can't really know who's in an alliance, if they're even using an alliance, if they're doing it two crews or... I don't think it's technically possible, but it would be very cool. Yeah. And I think on the flip side, like if it were like a fort where everyone who's on the island gets credit for it, that could actually also ruin it for you. Because what if they're finishing up their event and you land and you just get there and now you finish it and you never actually got to experience the story? Mm -hmm. I, I don't see a win either way if you're trying to do it with multiple ships. Yeah, like they just steal the dark relic right in front of you and sail away with it. They could definitely work on like multiple crews though. Um, we had the issue where somebody had killed or somebody attacked our soul captain on the second mission and we never got the map. So we never managed to get the relic to hand in. So we ended up having to do it again. So, I mean, even though it's not really working together, as such there's definitely work to be done for instances where multiple crews are on the same island doing the same thing mike you bring up a, an interesting point about not being able to get the map um 
is this an instance where having the functionality now that we do with buried treasure should we be getting that kind of stuff as like a physical item like why wouldn't they have had the map as like a map bundle that you could pick up and then put on your actual map table and that would further the story but at least it would be a multi-crew alliance um, system where it's like one person has the map uh, and if there's an alliance, two maps could drop, um, and then that way each person, each crew gets a map. And if it was an instance where another crew comes on to grief or or just attack you in general, uh, if they attack the soul captain, they would still have to kill the skull, the the soul captain, and get the map uh, bundle to be able to to take that away from you. And you would, if you could do damage to the soul captain, then you could still get credit for the kill. Uh, but at least that way, like it would be up to whoever managed to uh, grab the map bundle at the time of the soul captain dying. I think they probably thought that giving you a map on a different island was probably going to help towards stopping people from sort of interrupting your story and stealing the physical item and then handing it in themselves. So I think the map idea, in theory, is probably quite a good idea, mm-hmm. but the problem it seemed to have whether this was intentional or not whether they didn't realize it was that as i think paddy had mentioned when i was playing with him the other night that he was saying that if somebody else kills your soul captain it can stop the map from spawning for you so that's a problem probably not an intentional they probably didn't mean that but the the fact that it gives you a map on another island at least gives you chance that if you are being attacked by another crew while you're doing the story you can at least just scuttle your ship or you know manage to you know escape and then go like go and actually recover it when you know you're safe so i think it was probably a good idea unfortunately there was a bit of a problem with it that stopped it from spawning at all so does do we think that there needs to be like a uh, a check in that case that that sees uh whoever's attacking these type of characters where they're tied to uh, furthering the actual adventure if they're actually on that voyage then they can get credit but if they're not then they can't steal credit away is that something like a like an actual game systems check that should be in place I don't, maybe. maybe i don't see why that, why they couldn't do something like like when you talk to bell initially when you you know, kicks off it she gives you the map that shows up in your not the map the little note that shows up in your you know your quest radial or you know when you do a gold vault you get the compass um i don't understand why they couldn't just do a thing like once this you know the captain is killed instead of being a physical map you just the next note just automatically appears in your radial so that way you know your crew was on that mission and then that you know that then pushes you to the next step without having to actually pick up the physical map itself i don't know why i mean that, that mechanic's already there um i would think that would be an easy way to do that yeah it's interesting to see how that goes. Um, I wanted to, to touch on something that Kylie mentioned in chat uh, with the tablets. Uh, a lot of people seem to have missed the tablets um, as they're kind of going about that. I know when I was doing it personally, I did notice that there was a tablet, but I picked it up not realizing like what the, what its purpose was. So essentially, like it dropped off one of the mobs, I grabbed it, I looked at it, and I was like, okay, well, I don't know what this is for, uh, but I'm assuming it's having, having to do with the actual adventure, and I went and stuck it on a rock and then 
continue to work on the different beacons. Um, did anyone have any trouble finding their tablets? I've not seen one yet. I've done a few of them. I've done the mission about three, maybe four times now. I've really? not seen one yet, and I've been looking for them. Yeah, yeah. must have got real lucky then, because it was my first time. Are they? Are they? They're not in. They're not important in any other way than just getting the deed, which helps towards the seasonal level progression. I presume. Mm, that's good, at least. Have maybe. I maybe. Well, I mean, maybe oh. maybe somebody else can enlighten me, but I, that's what I assumed. Yeah. Um, there's a new adventure tab in under your pirate thing, and there's like a tick list checklist of things to do with the adventure, and one of them is to hand in one of the rune tablets. I think it's for handing in five of those tablets, but there is just no, it's just one. Is it? Does you get? Yeah, anything? I haven't looked at. I don't look at the deeds. I I have. I don't remember the last time I looked at any of the deeds since the season started, but there is a list in the adventure thing to do with the story, and there's a tick list and handing in a rune tablet is you just need to do one and it ticks it off do you get anything that's no tangible? it's just a tick in a list i think it adds i think it's i think you might have to do it in order to get the final compass thing at the end no i've already got that no. so. yeah i think no, you just need to complete okay. the yeah i think you just need to complete the voyage itself to and or by speaking to bell to be able to get that because i didn't get credit after turning it in and i thought that was what i had to do as well uh, but i never talked to her afterwards uh, i was too busy stealing a yeah. sloop um so yeah i i, I think that there's uh, let's let's get a little bit into the actual adventure tab uh we got a brand new tab it's it's to the right of the what is that the i'm trying to remember what it is offhand the quest radio or the quest tab uh it's it's kind of a nice way to kind of keep track of the adventures um i i appreciate that they that they did this as opposed to uh sticking it in like build rad adventures because i think that could have been pretty pretty confusing um but how do you guys feel about the adventure tab are you do you like it does it give you enough information um now that you know that it's there are you going to be checking that for the next adventure yeah it's a pretty simple layout it's not real cluttered it's pretty cut and dry and i like the fact that it is separate from the build rats tab which i i expected that stuff to show up in there and you have to kind of you know, dig through all that so i uh, i was pleased when i saw that they had added that in i actually thought that it was such a good idea that maybe they should use that every time there is an update to the build rats that it should have its own sort of tab just for that period and then as soon as and then as soon as it then becomes just part of the rest of the uh you know what we normally get the, the part of the adventures it should just merge into the build right adventures but just to give a little bit more oh look here's this thing that you could be doing maybe it's something that they should just put on that tab separately and then you know it, it just helps people to see what is what is happening at this time and give a little bit more focus and maybe help people a little bit more i think there's a danger there that because at least with the adventures uh that is a continued story that is going to be moving moving through the actual year as we go from season to season to season and there's kind of a nice way to kind of keep all that stuff chronologically logged uh in one separated section um i i know what you're i know what you're asking for and i think they they could do that uh but it feels like with the way they've kind of laid out the build red adventures there should be a little more emphasis on the new content that's coming out 
in that adventure type style uh but still have uh everything kind of located within wherever where where the build rat adventures are right now um because otherwise i feel like we might be getting into the issue where we're starting to get too many tabs as opposed to right now which is just too many uh levels deep into uh the sections yeah i could say that i do i do think they need to celebrate the build rat adventures more though i think when new stuff like that comes out i think having an adventure layout would better better benefit the the new build rat content um but i i I feel like the build rat stuff i would still want to keep within that build rat section i just think that that whole section needs to get a complete ui overhaul yeah agreed The performance package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived, and oh man, it is a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and the Crop Reviver Toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is probably the future of grooming, and dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever? Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. And the Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400,000 LED spotlight you need uh, for a more precise shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. And you thought that was good, but you want to take your grooming game to the next level? Easy. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. And the Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides that same proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs on those delicate nose holes. Their Crop uh, Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Toner uh, will help change the way you approach your hygiene routine. And trust me when I say this, fellas, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and the boxers to another level, and it's time to take care of yourself. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off the free shipping and code uh, with Keelhauled. Again, if you guys don't believe me, I've been using this for a couple weeks now. I really love it. One of the things that I didn't know about, and I'm going to grab the box now, to kind of talk to this a little bit uh, as I dump all the stuff out. I didn't know this until I started reading more about the package, but Manscaped has actually paired with Testicular Cancer Society. Uh, and it says Manscaped is not only the world's prominent or preeminent male grooming brand, but also the voice and movement of liberating men of all ages to be very uh, the very best that they can to being mindful, socially aware and respectable uh, or respectful to one and all uh, is the core of their mission. So uh, they're giving back and that's why they've partnered with the testicular cancer society to raise awareness for the most common form of cancer in men ages 15 to 35 to help save balls so if you want to learn more about how they're doing that you can head over to www.testiculaircancersociety.org to find out details about that and again if you want to save money on this uh, you can get 20% off in free shipping with the code keelhauled at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code keelhauled and unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped Patty, you say you'd rather have tabs? Muted. You're muted. Yeah, sorry. I was just <laughs> I was trying to get out of the phone back into the chat.
Um, yeah, I, I definitely um, would rather have the tabs. Um, but well, both you and I and Kylie play Destiny, and the way they do it is so much cleaner and slicker. Mm-hmm. Um, that yes, the definitely destination needs, definitely needs to be an overhaul. Um, but I don't know how quickly and well they'll be able to do it. Yeah, it's it's going to take some work, but I I think it's it's much needed. Hefe, you popped in. I, I kind of agree. The I think we've got so much stuff added to the game now that um it's kind of gotten clunky. But it, the Sea of Thieves menu system is not near as bad as the Halo menu system. So there are worse things that are out there. So <laughs> I can live with it. That's fair. Yeah. I I when the what was it when they were doing the the test flights uh, for Halo when Halo Infinite was going into multiplayer. One of my first complaints, the only complaint that I had actually was that the menu, whoever designed the uh, the UI interface for that was a terrible UI designer and they really, really need to go back to school to figure out how to design. Just even the idea of like, is this button actually highlighted? Because I can't tell if the button's highlighted or not. It looks like the button has changed, but it looks like all the other buttons. So I can't tell if it's actually highlighted or not to click it. Uh, so um, to kind of to kind of uh, get on the spoiler section now we've kind of talked a little bit of our way through the actual uh, adventure you're going through you're dealing with a bunch of um, different memories and these memories are are things from the servant of flame who has uh, the same voice that we heard when we were watching the orb stream back in December. Uh, the servant of flame no longer has the dual voice for both male and female. Um, there's been some interesting theories out there as to why, uh, but currently we learned a little bit from the story that, uh, the servant of flame was gathering the reaper's chests that we've been delivering for a while and was trying to uh, essentially grow soul flame captains from them. It was like they were burying them and, uh, trying to make sure that the rituals that they were performing were going according to plan. Uh, but the one thing that kind of stuck out to me, and this was something that uh, really kind of uh, stuck in my craw, uh, was the fact that during one of the memories, uh, the Servant of Flame exclaimed that his sword would be uh, Flame Hearts forever, and then ended the phrase with Father, which essentially suggests that whoever the Servant of Flame is, uh, or is being controlled by is in fact Flameheart Jr. And I'm I'm kind of I want to go around the bend and kind of check with everyone. How do you guys feel about this? Uh, Hefe, did you like this? Did you not like this? What are your feelings on the Servant of Flame? I am going to be very disappointed if the Servant of Flame does end up being Jr. Because he has been nothing more than a ticket taker for since the inception of the you know of the reaper's faction and i don't know i feel like that if, if that's the case it just cheapens the status of that character um you're so you're speaking as uh flameheart jr not the flameheart yes, would yes. be weakened okay right yeah, yeah. so like or even the, the status of flameheart jr himself i mean i mean flameheart jr should be like this you know, pretty pretty major character and if he's been nothing more than the random guy that you turn your junk into for two years now uh, it's like 
I don't know. I don't. I, I kind of hope that maybe Flameheart Junior is you know controlling the Servant of Flame, and he is you know somewhere else, and it's you know another. You know, okay. I hope they're, they're they're two different things, but I don't know. It'd be what it'll be, but I really. And when he said that, and and you know, people have been talking since the Orb stream that you know maybe that's who that is, and Bob, I was just like, I really hope that that's not going to be the case because I don't know. I just I thought it was a, a a cheap way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, let's let's get into this a little bit more. Uh, Kylie had to step away for a second, so uh, let's jump down the list and go with Mina. Mina, kind of going into this, how did you feel? Did it care, or did did it matter to you, like who it is, or uh, were you hoping for more, or do you have any theories behind it? Um, I don't know. I mean, in the book, then Flameheart Jr. came to Sea of Thieves to make a name for himself. I thought that was separate from his dad. Mm -hmm. It looks like he's trailing along on his coattails if he is indeed teaming up with him. It's not exactly making a name for yourself. It's just copying daddy a real solid point honestly uh and and from what we know uh from tales of the sea of thieves flameheart jr didn't really have a good chance at making himself a, a name um it seems like he was just kind of you know he had one voyage and he failed at it yeah he his crew didn't seem to have a lot of faith in him so maybe he is just somebody who has to follow on from other people and yeah it's a strong point uh Max, did you you haven't you haven't really jumped in in a bit? Uh, any feelings on finding out that the re, the servant of flame could potentially be Flameheart Junior? Yeah, well, you know how I feel. We had a discussion in the Discord. Mm -hmm. Well, I figured if you wanted Sorry. to talk about it on the on the actual episode, kind of get it down in writing. Yeah, all I have to say this kind of proves my point, in my opinion. <laughs> What's that? Well, he, he calls him father, so he must be a son or a daughter, right? Because either adopted or not, he is a child of him. Mm -hmm. So that means Flameheart Jr. Yeah, okay. So you feel like the Servant of Flame is, is definitely Flameheart yeah. Jr.? Yeah, I'm not saying it is a good story arc for him, but mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Uh, going down the list, Regis, how do you feel about it? Um, last we know of Jr. before uh, this whole he's the servant of the flame confirmation from this adventure supposedly junior wasn't was uh just discovering the cap the captain you know the, the supposed leader of the dark brethren mm -hmm. we don't know what happens afterwards and i kind of think like maybe the servant of the flame is kind of like you know calling him father because uh he sees flameheart see he sees flameheart senior as a uh kind of like a fatherly figure in a weird kind of way like maybe like a i don't know like pinocchio if you will for example well we know that uh flameheart jr was adopted and we know that he was coming to the sea of thieves to uh try and make a name for himself using his father's name he wanted to be a great pirate to live up to the stories that his father told uh so there's there's a good there's an interesting situation where we have someone who failed at what they planned to do, was uh, taken in by the captain, uh, and has been MIA since then. We know that the captain is not in the Sea of Thieves, and we know that uh, Flameheart Jr. has, uh, according to Mike, been in the Sea of Thieves for a while, and potentially someone that we've known for a while. Um, so right now it feels like he's trying to execute a plan to do his father honor which doesn't gel with me given the animosity between the captain and uh his mutiny 
uh, Flameheart Sr. So it doesn't make sense to me why Flameheart Jr. would be trying to do stuff for Flameheart Sr. Given that Flameheart Jr. was taken in by another, and it feels like the movie Hook right now, but uh, it, it feels. Yeah, kind of, hmm? You know, I was just saying, like, kind of, and uh, what I meant by Pinocchio, I mean, like, you know, like a someone created from one thing and then given life and sees. I mean, if you watch Pinocchio, be it any rendition of it, then you know that. Well, you get the idea, but uh, maybe the servant of flames kind of like a kind of like this magical construct, if you will, like a like a maybe like a golem, like maybe something that you know, and kind of sees flame as like this, you know, fatherly figure, kind of mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, good potential. So, yeah, because. It could be more, like, you know, more, more, yeah, you get the idea. It's yeah. way too early in the morning for me. <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, could be more like don't a worry. thing where they refer to, you know, uh, the father figure as father. Not, as well, so. yeah. That too, that too. Yeah, father has a lot of definitions in culture. Um, I want to make sure I keep going down mm -hmm. the list here. Pad, uh, I want to give you a chance. Any any feelings on the Servant of Flame? Um, I'm glad that it's sort of confirmed because until it, he actually comes out and says, yes, Flame High is my dad, um, it's not confirmed. It's just, it's just there's a very big, strong hint there. I'm glad that it's been confirmed, or so strongly, strongly hinted at, um, but I am sad that it does seem to be in league with his father rather than trying to stand against him. Yeah, yeah, that was always something that I kind of was expecting to come down the line. I always thought that he would be the one that tries to to, to be the one to actually stop his father. Very, very Star Wars-esque in that sense. Uh, Mike, did you want to jump in with your thoughts? I'm sure you got a, a good feelings on this. Yeah, well, you uh, you just mentioned there the Star Wars theme. I was That was pretty much what I was hoping for, was that Flameheart Jr. would be sort of the, uh, the Luke to... Uh, the Anakin sort of of the Sea of Thieves, mm -hmm. and that he would uh, he would be coming to sort of fight against and hope try and turn him, but realize it wouldn't wouldn't be a wouldn't be a thing that he could do, and they would end up fighting it out. So that was sort of more what I was hoping for than him just falling in line. But <sighs> I mean, there is always the chance that you know he didn't have a choice. You know, it could have been whatever it is that they use to turn these people. These pirates into skeletons and whatever's in the wondrous box of secrets, whatever it's called, um, is just too strong, you know. Mm -hmm. He didn't, he didn't know, you know. Whatever it is, something could have just turned him. So it's like Pad just said, it's 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 not what I was hoping for, but it does kind of lean that way. I'm really interested to find out how this goes. Um, and and the reason why I bring. Uh, your guys's feelings on this uh, is is genuinely because what we've been told so far, uh, with the help of Pirate Legends, we are going to help kind of craft the future of this story uh, through deeds. Uh, whatever we end up doing, whatever this Pirate Legend version of us kind of picking and choosing what happens with the future of the adventures, I think is going to really kind of sway what the overall story is going to be. Because right now we have a lot of opportunity. Uh, we don't know much about the servant. We don't know much about Flameheart Jr. We know enough about Flameheart Sr. to see what's going on. And we know practically nothing about uh, the captain. So there's a lot of characters in, in, the, in the works right now that 
are still very uh, uh, shrouded in mystery, not to use a pun for Shrouded Islands. But I, I like this because as we move forward with season six, we're going to start getting mysteries. We're going to start getting more adventures and pirate legends are going to have a role to play. And it's going to be up to us as a community to try and work towards a goal. Um, with something like Flameheart Jr., I see an opportunity where we can take the story that we have. And right now we are being posed the idea that the Servant of Flame is Flameheart Jr., uh, we don't know if that if the Flameheart Jr. is just a marionette that is having its strings pulled, which might explain why the voice changed uh, for the time being during these memories, because at the moment Flameheart Jr. is controlling it. It could just be him putting on airs whenever we turn something in or a, a figure that is posing as the Servant of Flame while he is uh, kind of in the in the background doing his own thing. We There's so many ways you could feasibly pull this out. But I like the idea of a redemption arc, like Mike was talking about, um, having or, or, or at least having Flameheart Jr. being the good to Flameheart Sr.'s bad. And I think that there's a good a good opportunity for that still in the story. I think with the Pirate Legends, uh, given the adventures that we will have in the future, uh, there's a, two ways we could kind of go about it. We could either push Flameheart Jr. closer towards being his father's servant, uh, as we were originally posed, or we can try and push Flameheart Jr. to see the damage that Flameheart Sr. could be doing to the Sea of Thieves uh, if left to his own devices. And I think that that's why they're going about giving us agency with the story is they want they, they have potential for different ways for the story with Flameheart Jr. to play out and it's not set in stone right now uh, so I think that's one of the things that I think as far as what I love about the the episodes that we do is is getting a multitude of opinions from everyone and trying to see where the general group lies uh, a lot of you um, had very strong feelings about things like double guns, about alliance servers, about arena, about PvP. Uh, and now with the story, it's it's very clear that everyone had ideas about what was going to happen in that. And if that's not the way Rare had initially planned to go, they could potentially have uh, 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 had that big disconnect with a lot of the community. And I think that we are going to be getting to the point now where we are going to help try and tell that story, which is why I think your voices are some of the more important ones out there, making sure that you have a platform to kind of speak to this um, so that if Rare is going down a path that it doesn't look like this is the way the community wants things to go, uh, then they can maybe correct course or they can uh, tie it into maybe a good turn in the future uh, as far as like a, a plot twist and stuff. So I wanted to kind of go down and, and check with everyone to see do you think that's something that you want to interact with? Do you want to have that much control or do you want to have Rare tell us the story that they want to tell? So let's kind of uh, go down. The well, actually, we'll go from the bottom top. Uh, Mike, I saw you on mute there. Um, what do you feel like? Just slightly interested to sort of, I mean, I'm sure this will unfold more as these adventures and mysteries carry on. But I mean, they say that we can change what we do changes the way that this will unfold but what is the that we can you've seen what's in that adventure tab there's obviously a list of things in there that we're all just going to do all of them 
So if we're all just doing all of those things in the adventure tab, then what are we doing differently that's going to change the story? I think it would be interesting to find out if we continue to uh, see if there's a split where they yeah. could take an adventure and you have two options at the end of the adventure. You can either tell Belle about uh, a bunch of stuff that you uncovered as a result of your adventure, or exactly. you could withhold that information and turn it into the servant of flame and give you yeah. this opportunity to say like, you know, I concealed this secret for you. What are you going to do for me, servant? And, or you could go to Bell and be like, Bell, you're never going to believe what I found out about this. Uh, I think this may be the way to stop Flameheart. And that's a way you could kind of build in some of that agency through that. And you get different rewards as a result. Yeah, exactly. And that was what I was thinking was, there's got to be... A a, a, an ultimate choice at some point that you can't reverse so in order to the story to change we've got to there's got to be two parts to a story and the end has got to be different and you like you just said you go either to the reaper and give him the final thing or you go to bell and then at the end of that there's got to be the, obviously they can see the stats how many people did one how many people did the other and that would change the story. But, I mean, I know, like I just said, the story at the moment, it will probably unfold more as we go on, but the story is just one story, and we're all doing everything. So the story can't mm. really change at the moment. So I'd be interested to see what they do and how they can, how we can affect it. Because at the moment, I'm not really seeing what we can do that would change anything. I think this should be something that really is a, a personal pirate decision. Um, I think with the adventure, like you can make the choice. Uh, and, and, and I think this is one of those things where you would want to talk as a crew. If you're going in to do it, um, talk with the crew that you're doing with it and say like, Hey, do we want to, do we want to do this for the, the reapers or do we want to do this for bell and try and like come up with an idea of like, who do we actually turn in with this? And then you get the rewards as a result of that. You can repeat it. Uh, but the, the counted rewards for each individual pirate will be the thing that that actually sways where the the story gets moved so that way it's not like well i went and did this 20 times and i did it uh 15 times for the servant and five times for bell so out of the 15 times uh three quarters of that are going to count towards flame hearts like no you made one choice you got your cosmetics and the awarded cosmetics are what sway uh, or, or what the the tally mark is for your vote for that. And that's where you do have to come down to talking to your crew and be like, look, what are we going to do? Like, who wants to do what? Because yeah. if you don't want to do this, then you're going to have to jump off the crew because that's not what we want to do. And and maybe, it, it you know, you try and see, like, you know, do, do people start doing this in smaller crews or do they start making this individual choice or do they come together as a crew and think about what they where where they want the story to go? Uh, it'd be interesting to kind of see how they play that out if that's something that they decide doing. Yeah, I agree. Um, Patty, do you want to speak on this, Mister Insider? What do you you got? Anything you can talk around, or you should I should I skip over? I'm saying I'm saying nothing. Okay, all right. I have no clue. You're you're talking about Insider in the chat, and I have no clue what you're referencing. So let's go with with Regis. Uh, Regis, how do you feel about this? Uh, you feel like the story could play a a, a big part in the coming adventures and are you excited to have uh, a part to play in that um excited for the adventures yes having to choose between you know good or evil the whole future of the cfes potentially changing from what we know now to something either better or worse law wise 
Uh, I don't want that kind of pressure on me, to be honest. That's fair. I mean, the nice thing is, is that you can engage with it, but you know, your, your vote is going to be one of many and not, you know, knowing that it's going to be the overall group of the community that has a, a, a part to play in it, not necessarily driving the future of it, uh, but definitely a part to play in it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Rare probably has yeah. ideas of what their story will be. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it too heavily, but at least uh, giving us, um, I'm trying to think of it like a, it's kind of like in wrestling where you're doing a tag team match and, you know, the person in the ring is going to have the the power to do whatever they want right now. But as you know, the person outside the ring, you know, if we happen to find a chair and that chair happens to end up in the ring as well, you know, maybe our tag team partner would be able to use that. Uh, and I kind of think of it more like that as opposed to now you're in control of the car and you're trying to make sure it doesn't go off the road. Yeah, I see what you mean. But in, if I have to choose between Flame Art or Ramsey, I choose Ramsey all the way or Bell in this case, I guess. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I like about this. Uh, Max, do you want to jump in, share some feelings on where you want to see it going if if we have that agency? Well, I want to see it go to the Reapers. Because mm-hmm. Flame Art has the true mentality of a pirate, in my opinion. That's true. He, he is far more about... Uh, piracy not living in alliances and having control over the seas that was uh a lot of you know taking what you can and giving nothing back kind of that mentality uh any any feelings on on where you where you could go with that if you wanted to or are you just looking forward to seeing where it goes from here i don't know where it would go it's not for me to say you know fair enough fair enough uh mina any feelings on this you looking forward to checking it out when it comes down the line yeah i'm curious to see how exactly they're going to be incorporating this i would like to think that it's going to be like some sort of prolonged choose your adventure sort of you know choose this for that and this for the other thing um i would i hope that like you said it would you choose the first thing that you choose would be what it counts as your vote mm-hmm. um instead of having people doing it multiple multiple times and that just changes everything that would that would be rubbish but yeah i'm looking forward to it i will probably just take what i see as it comes out and make my decisions then but i i am very much looking forward to seeing where they go with this yeah me too uh kylie are you available you want to jump in sure i have opinions that are probably not the same as everyone else's opinions but um i mean i i, I would like to see this story play out in the way that rare wants it to play out for us because they they very clearly have a long game and they have for a long time you know things that we're seeing come around now they've put into place three years ago um however i don't like the idea of selections i mean the best possible option would be kind of like how everybody else said that you play through it and then um you know whatever your first decision is is your vote and then you can do it the other way but i also kind of don't like that because what if I want both sets of gear, you know, or what if I want to, I don't know, like that, that's me though. I'm Mm. very specific in, I don't like branching storylines. Um, when I play a game, I want to be able to see all possible options. So that's, that's definitely a preference that's specific to me. And clearly everybody else is like, yay, let's have options. Well, no, you, you do bring it up. Well, let me, let me pull out the cause. Cause that was something I, I added to the, to the equation here, but let's take cosmetics out of the situation. Uh, and it was literally just choosing one option over the other. 
Um, does, do you still feel like that's impactful enough and you get all the cosmetics regardless? If I were able to see both sides of the story, like if it was a branching thing where I can choose one ending or another ending and then, the, you know, if, we, if we're taking cosmetics out of it, right? Mm -hmm. I still want to see both sides of things. So if it's something where whatever one I do first is is my quote vote mm -hmm. and then I could do the other one, but it wouldn't matter. Like I'd be OK with that. But I would not want to be locked into only seeing one or the other. Yeah, I, I don't imagine they would want to. I, I don't imagine that anything that we did would be an outcome that we would get immediate satisfaction for. I, I imagine that whatever choices we have in the game are going to be made. And then the result of those uh, will determine, you know, six months down the line what happens. And we may not realize like the full weight of our decisions uh as we are doing them does that change your your perspective at all yeah <laughs> um I, I i i think you're right i don't think that they will specifically lock us into one or the other like i think that what well, if it were there to be something that has options it will be if you'd like to replay this adventure again you can see the other side of it i think it would be as simple as that but um i would not like to see cosmetics specifically locked to one or the other i think that's where my bigger issue is mm -hmm. yeah I can as long definitely. as i can see both sides of the story yeah i i would i would hate i would hate for people to have to make that choice especially you know wanting to collect everything wanting to to have uh, options as far as cosmetics given that they are the reward outside of the story for uh playing the game and stuff um hefe let's let's jump in you got some feelings this may just me being cynical, um, but just from a logical point of view in the amount of time it takes the devs to create an update in the amount of work that goes involved with that and how it already seems that their team is stretched thin as it is with just like they were talking on the, uh, the last CFDs podcast about how they're spinning off, you know, a group that's focusing on stuff that's already in the game to maintain, you know, the, the quality and, you know, when th things are breaking, so they need, they need to designate time, you know, to make sure that that's, not, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I have my gut feeling tells me that maybe yeah sure we think we're getting an option to choose to go one way or the other but from a development time and cost standpoint I do not see them taking the dev time to develop two different stories or two different branches I think that they have a story in mind and that is what will be the story that is quote unquote chosen regardless of how we may actually choose and I could be totally wrong, but that's just my just from a logical standpoint. That's how I think it's going to little bit play out. Well, let me let me bring up uh, Mina's example um, as kind of a, a, a thought experiment here, because uh, she she spoke to uh, this. And, and I and I do believe that, that the old kind of choose your own adventure books, um, those books are not just one path that have only your story as you choose throughout that book. That book has every possible branching branching path. And that book was developed as an entire book. Uh, you may only get one path as you read through it the one time, but all of the options are already are already written there. Uh, so I would imagine if they are planning to develop five, six months down the line, which we know they typically are, uh, that the whole story will include all of the choices that are possible. And they are going to give us choices that are already developed for and the choices will will be made available depending on what choice you make. Um, and then you can play through the different ones. So uh, I, I, does that kind of, you know, it make you feel a little bit better as far as like them deciding to do these adventures and, and developing 
all of the story regardless of how we choose yeah i can see that working um but if what we choose has an impact on the overall gameplay of you know let's say you know we have emissaries right now let's say if you know we're going towards maybe a faction system or something um and you know our choices impact that uh if, if it impacts if the choices just impact just the story mode i could see that you know your example working out but if it's going to impact the overall gameplay of like the, the foundational elements of the game then i i don't know that i would see them putting the time in to do it doing you know multiple ways of doing that yeah i i, I don't necessarily see them going that that deep with it i think a lot of these are going to be uh relatively surface level maybe a couple of layers below the surface uh decisions that are going into this again i i kind of go back to the wrestler uh I, idea of like you know a wrestling match is a fair match until you know the tag team partner grabs a chair and slides it under the ring or slides it under the ropes and it kind of adds a little bit of uh flavor to the mix but it, it it does not necessarily make the end all uh the end of the match determined did anyone have any other feelings on this or want to jump back in hefe did you want to did you have any a retort to that or any any feelings you want to touch on no, I'm good. I mean, it makes sense. Okay. I'm I'm just excited. I I love the whole idea of the adventures. Uh, I, I'm really excited that we're seeing the story of Flameheart move forward finally. Um, so regardless of you know how they do it and how it shakes out, I'm I'm just excited to see progress. Uh, so in that regard, I'm good. Okay. Uh, anyone have any any uh, thing that they wanted to jump onto as as we kind of. Uh ramp this up uh, you know we've all had con- some different theories and some different thoughts and stuff anyone want to speak to anyone anything that anyone else spoke to mike let's go with you no no i was i, I think we've uh, i think we've pretty much touched on everything there that we can go okay. on for the now for now awesome uh anyone have excited any... to see more new content come yeah yeah, yeah. you guys are we're, we're going to be getting these every every three weeks from what it looks like with two weeks being the actual adventure uh are you guys happy do you think they'll be able to manage that i think i, I think so. so yeah i think so they, they, this doesn't feel like that uh, I mean, not to underplay what they've done so far, but it doesn't feel like too much. Uh, too much work was was put into this. I mean, I'm sure it was more than any of us could have <laughs> could could have done. We know that game dev work is not easy, but this was quite a short thing. So I mean, if we're going to get one of these every every few weeks, then yeah, I think that's I think that's obtainable. I think so long as it kind of stays as Mike's talking about, like these little bite-sized pieces, um, I think it's obtainable because that was one of my fears when I first, you know, when they were first talking about this, you know, thinking back to like year one when they were having, you know, the build rat adventures and it, you know, they were updating it like what, once a month or once every couple of weeks or something. And it was like, you know, big, you know, pretty sizable things. Um, and that ended up not being sustainable. Um, and so they changed the way they were, you know, the way they, portion things out so that was my fear at first but seeing how again not not to disparage the devs or anything but like this first adventure was it was pretty concise and short and you know it was pretty cut and dry Uh, and so long as we continue to get those little bite-sized pieces i could see them being able to release that on a monthly basis like they're talking about doing yeah definitely um i think that that is the perfect size for that experience because as somebody who only gets to play once or twice a week right now, um, I was able to sit down with some friends and get it done in an evening and get the rune tablet and get the reward and get everything turned into bell and with it with time to spare. You know, I normally play like three or so hours on a Monday evening and it was a very 
comfortable size. My only sad part of that is that these are only temporary. So if somebody were not to be available or life has them busy or whatever, they're not going to be able to experience specific steps of the story. And I, I understand, but maybe do not agree with that. But on the same note, like, again, I feel like it's a really good size of an experience for us, especially if they're rolling them out every couple of weeks for a few weeks. They actually, I think um, one of uh, the interviews might have even been on the podcast. Um, they spoke about, um, people who were going to miss out on some of these bits and that they were looking into ways of making it um, like a, not like a catch-up page, but some sort of way of people being able to sort of look back and see what, what happened. So that's something at least. Yeah, I, I will say that for the most part, um, the, aside from a couple bugs here and there, I would say that this was a pretty pretty well done adventure i liked the length i think that the length was long enough that if i absolutely needed to um i could find two hours on uh, a, a day to log in get it done uh without too many hitches um i think that as we kind of move forward with future adventures the language and expectation of how long these are going to take and what we have to do for each one will kind of grow and our familiarity will help kind of expedite some of the the uh, learning curves that come with new adventures and, and new storytelling and things like that. We'll kind of understand what to expect. Uh, and I think that that will help kind of make these a little bit quicker to get done if we don't have a whole lot of time. Um, but also just to make sure that, you know, if if we need to pull someone in and be like, all right, we're going to we're going to speed run you through this adventure. Uh, it can get done at a at a fairly fast clip so folks don't miss out. And I do think you're right, Mike. I do think that they are planning on looking at ways that they can introduce this, whether it be through like a video on the YouTube channel. Um to it was actually your it was actually your interview with John. I've just realized that yeah. he was saying, wasn't it? Yeah. That he said that they were looking not just not just some sort of, you know, splash screen when you start the game up saying, here's what you missed, like the beginning of a TV show. You know, it was just a they've got some other idea of how they're going to sort of keep people up to date with what's happened in the past, which is you know, yeah. great. Yeah. I'll, I'll be real interested to see what that, what that takes shape into uh, when, if they're, if they're able to, if they're able to actually get it to work, I'd, I'd be curious to see like how that actually plays out. Like is, will it be like yeah. a cinema? Cause uh, I think what is it destiny two does really good in game cinematics for their storytelling, but there's like, there there's times where they just really botch up that problem where, like you'll go and you'll finish an event and there's there's going to be like a cinematic at the end of the event but if anyone cancels out of the cinematic it cancels it out for everyone so it's like you have to resort to going to youtube and hopefully someone recorded it while they were playing through it so that you could actually watch it or hope that they uploaded it uh on there but um yeah you, you guys are making the jokes about previously on adventure and last time on cfes um i, I mean i'm kind of down for that honestly i but that's just personal perspective so as we kind of close things out, uh, we're at that hour mark. Um, I want to walk down the the list and just make sure everyone has a, a moment to kind of say anything if they want to promote anything or if they want to share their last uh, last minute uh, thoughts. Um, so let's go down the line with uh, top of the list, Hefe. Uh, any any parting words of wisdom for people uh, or any anything you want to share with us? No, overall, I'm uh, I'm. I'm, I'm glad that the new season is coming. Uh, I get that this season five was a lot of uh, kind of quality of life stuff. So overall, things have seemed kind of empty for a while now. So I'm glad that the next big update is just a couple weeks away. 
Yeah, same here. Um, moving down, Kylia, what do you uh, what do you think of this? You happy? Any parting words? Can you hear me? Oh, yes. There it goes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm. I'm. Like I said before, I'm very pleased with the size of the adventure experience. Um, and as I just kind of mentioned in the chat, I think that Rare is doing a really good job nailing um, smaller experiences and and like season curves for people who can't play all the time. Um, I do feel like this season was kind of lacking in terms of things to do. Uh, but again, we're getting to that point where we're going to start seeing like a huge onslaught. I think the goal here, though, with the adventures and the mysteries is to create more ongoing experiences so that people who play a lot don't just burn through the season levels and burn through all the experiences in the beginning part of the season and then don't have anything to do for the second half of the season. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Smaller experiences more frequently to keep ongoing people uh, happy, but also giving uh, people who can't play a whole lot to be able to pop in real quick and get it done. Uh, Mina, let's let's go with you next. Any parting words or any last thoughts? Um, I am just looking forward to the new season coming in a couple of weeks with and seeing what they are going to be bringing to us, um, as well as looking forward to the continuation of these adventure mystery things. Yeah, same here. Uh, moving down the list again, Max, um, any parting thoughts or anything going on? I don't have any thoughts. All right. To say. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming regardless. Uh, Regis, any any last words or any thoughts about this and overall? Uh, the future of the Sea of Thieves looks bright, even though lore-wise it's uh, uncertainty in a arms race, really, Mike. But it's more like a magical war of the damned, if you will. I'll trademark that term, war of the damned. Thank you very much, Mike. I'll trademark that. Ten bucks a ten bucks a pop. <laughs> Alrighty. Um and Pad, uh since since I was almost getting you in trouble earlier, um any any parting words for me or anyone else? Still muted. He's trying to find the right button. Hopefully. He's got the toilet. I found it. Hey <laughs> I can't be in chat and voice Discord at the same time. It's a pain in the bum. <laughs> Um, yes, uh, I would just like to mention that the Sherpa system is still up and running. Uh, I know obviously it's undergoing a, a transformation at the moment, but uh, if there is anybody out there that needs a hand doing anything, um, we are there to help. Great, great call out as well, too. Yeah, and, and we are going to be working on that. Um, I, I need to talk to you guys about what roles and uh, definitions and stuff before I start building out the uh, the, the details on that. but. I am working on a bot system for the Sherpa so that they can set up events in the Discord so that they can actually uh, set up times that work for them. And if you're interested, you can sign up for it and uh, we'll kind of work on on that in the future. It is not actually a phishing bot. Uh, Mike, going into the last person in our chat today, but not the least, any parting words on uh, stuff you're doing coming up? Yeah, I am. Uh, um, thanks. First of all, thanks for uh, thanks for tonight. It's been good, and uh, I have hopefully a, another video coming up on the new X screen that fits onto the Series S to make it portable. So yeah, that's my then my next project. I'm really excited so to hear about that. In. Yeah, it's really good. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I keep thinking about that for SOT Fest. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you all so much. It's been another awesome. Uh, monthly adventure with the gold hoarders uh really love getting a chance to kind of sit down and chat with you guys especially about this time where we get to talk about adventures since everyone got an opportunity to do it 
Um, hopefully those of you who are listening to this uh, have already done it. Otherwise, this whole episode has been nothing but a spoiler and uh, you've only got three more days to get this done before it's gone. Um, so hopefully it won't be a problem. But other than that, uh, thank you, Gold Hoarders, again for the support and for, for jumping on. It's uh, a pleasure as always. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Live long and plenty. Yeah, thank you. All right, Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of Keelhauled Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening in. I hope you enjoyed the discussion that we had with the Gold Hoarders. Uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, there's plenty of ways to do that. Head over to patreon.com uh, forward slash Keelhauled Podcast if you want to join in. Uh, send in an email through C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. You can also reach me on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. And if you check the show notes, there's always a link to the Discord. If you want to jump into the Discord, uh, where you can find out more about the Sherpa program or you can join up as a Sherpa if you want to teach some people uh, how to play the game or get used to the game or learn how to do different things in the game. Uh, also, next um, next month on the 10th, we're going to be getting the next season, which will have the forts. Uh, so if you're interested in joining up with people to do those, if you're a solo player and you want to have someone to play with, always feel free to jump into the Discord. There's plenty of people in there. You can always uh, say that you're going in and if anyone wants to join up, they can join up with you have some fun so plenty of ways to get in contact plenty of ways to share your stories and your feelings about the show about the game whatever you feel like and uh yeah with that i think we're gonna do it so thank you all uh i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves Radio.net.